Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is July 26th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. We do welcome back today Michael Pels, who's been on with us before. And of course, we have Brother Kevin Hookman and Brother Bob Barber with us. And verse of the day today from BibleGateway.com is Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Brothers, thanks for coming back on with us. We thank you for everyone else uh, watching us today on Uptime. Um, Michael, thank you for coming back on with us. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate thank it. You. Yeah, and uh, I, I hope your your trip and uh, your move was successful. I pray that everything went well with that. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, everything is going pretty good here. All the glory be to God. You know, he, he knows how to take care of all of our needs. That's the truth. Spiritually, naturally. Amen. And it's funny how things happen because it's always in God's time. What I've come to realize that the Lord has shown me is it happens not the way I want it or when I expect it, but it happens the way he wants it when he does it. So I know that it's him that's the head of it. And he's the one who's orchestrating and ordering my steps. And I think it's so awesome when we see how God moves in our lives like that. It's just something else. Amen. Well, glad to have you back on with us. And uh, Brother Kevin, how was your week? Yeah, it was good. It was good again. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed last week's uh, discussion. Had a, a great time fellowship with you guys. It always seems to carry me along through the week until the next time. Uh, Bob's videos also are awesome to watch. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, this uh, beginning of sorrows that we're in is uh, definitely rearing its ugly head, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's pretty obvious that uh, things are on the decline um, and they're, they're, they're like changing words and, and um, definitions of things in order to suit themselves. It's, it's pretty amazing to watch. I mean, we, we were on earlier before the broadcast started and Michael's just like, you know, Hey, this is, this is something else to watch, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it really is. I mean, every week there's just things that happen that you just go, what? It's like what? What are they thinking on this one? Where did they come up with that? You know, it's just. But it's it's never like they never go the like the righteous holy way. It's always the opposite. It's always either lies or deception or whatever. And um, you know, to me, I just count it all joy because uh, we are we are definitely going home soon. Totally. Amen to that, brother Bob. No rapture resurrection report today. Um, you know, I have I have some stuff coming out. Um, you know, what I love about the body of Christ is that you know the Bible the Bible talks about our Apostle Paul talks about there's many members in the body, and the member many as many members in his body, everybody has a little piece of the puzzle. Okay, and I've been just watching some other people who have been talking about the Shemitah and stuff like that, and there's one brother named uh, Doctor Barry Aw. And I don't know if you guys heard of him, but I've yeah. been watching some of his videos. Someone told me about his channel, and he's been doing a lot of work with those Shemitahs and stuff like that. 
And, you know, he found some things in there that I didn't, that, that I overlooked. Um, one thing, for example, is um, the fact that the seven-year tribulation, the Shemitah we're going into is potentially this upcoming September. It is the 13th Shemitah since the World War II seven-year tribulation dry run from 1938 to 1945. It's the 13th, the number of rebellion. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, I did not see that. And that the fact cool. that that alignment's there, and now the 13, the number of rebellion, and there's so many, we sort of talk about how bad the number 13 is, but the fact that now that was in the World War II, 13 Shemitahs later, we're starting World War Three potentially. Mm. And we're talking about here, like, can we sustain this for another seven more years? You know what? The, the shelves are already running out. Okay, We're running out of food right now. Our economy is already crashing. Okay, we're mm-hmm. at what, how high is our how high is the inflation rate now? Okay, we're almost out of gas now. Okay, we're almost out of food now. In fact, we're all, yeah, we're just about out of it. There's some spots that have some food left, but globally, we are in extremely bad shape. Mm-hmm. So, please tell me how this can be sustained for another seven more years without a massive die-off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when our enemy has all their uh, documentation claiming that there will be some type of, uh, you know, mass depopulation in 2025. And they just so happen taking down those guide stones, which, by the way, their Ten Commandments, a world Mm -hmm. depopulation for the New World Order. Mm. So that was their Ten Commandments. Literally, they had Ten Commandments on those stones about taking over the world. And I believe it also has to do with implementing the um, the no-hide laws and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, those things went down. And I don't think they went down because they're going to make their move seven years from now. I think they're going down because they're getting ready to make their move right now. And they're getting, and they're getting ready to make their move, guys, and everything else that I've showed you. That, that rapture resurrection, it has to be somewhere between now and and the 27th of 26th, 27th of September, you know, we can go up to the very moment. Okay. I don't, I'm not saying I, I talked about our videos before a year ago where I, I was thinking, but boy, we've been, we should have been gone in June because it takes time for all these wars to play out. Okay. Hmm. But maybe it doesn't have to work out that way. Okay. We don't, none of us have this figured out. All I know is the road is out at the end of September. The road is out. There is no more real estate left to walk on. So that's what I look for. I look for that big seven-year period, but I cannot tell you where that needle in the haystack split second, the moment in the twinkling of an eye. I can't tell you where that's at. Nobody can. Okay. But I can see a seven-year period of absolute hell on earth coming next meet the cycle. Mm. So, we you leave know what, uh, Bob? <laughs> um, Dr. Barry Aw is in the house. Yeah, he is in live chat right now. So yeah, he, I see that. Yeah, it looks like looks uh, like uh, looks like Barry got turned on to your videos, um, and you got turned on to his somehow. So yeah, yeah. Um, you guys go. are definitely synergizing your 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 Shemitah, um, your Shemitah presentations. Yeah, oh, just missing uh, Mr. Well, Bones. Well, hello, Doctor Barry. Maybe we can probably bring you on. I like to bring him on. I love people that talk about Shemitahs and stuff like sure. that. Sure, yeah, we'll have to have him on one of these days. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, as long yeah. as, well, we can have him on, but as, as long as he doesn't he doesn't put out another another date on our 
on this on this on this uh, broadcast. <laughs> no more dates. No more dates, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're uh, yeah we're not having a guest any uh, well not not anytime soon, but we'll we'll definitely have a, a lineup uh, at some point in the near future. Hopefully, not too long, right? Because mm-hmm. we may be out of here. <laughs> That's huh? true. Yeah. We may be out of here. <laughs> It's yeah, up you time. wait too long, and then there's uh, it's uptime, and then there's no more uptime. <laughs> then we're talking in heaven. It's like, well, well, what happened? You know, right. <laughs> well, that time was fulfilled. I think we'll have more than like 500 people then. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, glad to have you on. Thank you for watching. Um, yeah, so you know, guys, it's it's been an interesting week. Um, you know, and, and of course, the who always gives us something. You know, something to say, yeah, well, we, we kind of figured that was going to happen, you know. <laughs> this is good. Be- this Dr. Monkey- Oz, Dr. Oz says we can't find a needle, but we can find a Shemitah. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> you know, let's look for a bigger, a bigger thing. You know, we talked about that last week, right, Bob? It's like we don't know the day of the rapture, but we can see this big thing looming. And mm-hmm. uh, and then we know that, uh, you know, that – that that's a big deal. And so it's easier to see the bigger thing, obviously, than a, than a, than yeah. a smaller thing like that. Not yeah. to say that the rapture is small, but I mean, just say that pinpoint a date instead of a seven year time frame. I mean, that is a lot of days in seven years, what is 2,500 some odd days. And then you got one day, which is the rapture, the day of the rapture is going to be the, the rapture date. Uh, so, I mean, we, we could see though that this seven year period of time, that uh, that you've laid out in your calendars, Bob. You know regarding w- where this thing lands. It's amazing though that it's landing and starting in 2022, when all of these things that we've been talking about that are converging seem to have converged. <laughs> uh, you know, in this year, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing uh, that we're watching this happen right before our eyes. And that we can see this happening, but I mean, but the, but the Bible does say that you know we, we will see the day approaching, and I mean, doubtless we are seeing the day approaching, and I think that the seven-year shemitah cycle is part of seeing that day approaching. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you know, if it looks yeah. like a duck and walks like a duck, <laughs> probably a duck. Quacks okay, like a duck. And I think that uh, I think that's this, this upcoming Shemitah is definitely going to be it. I mean, to look at the next one. We're past the uh, we're, we're we are past the fig tree generation. Yeah. Okay. We're past the fig tree generation. We're past everything that I laid out in that video. The seven reasons why the tribulation begins in 2022. Like, for example, we are at the midpoint of the solar cycle where the sol- where the sun is the most deadliest. Right at the midpoint of the tribulation in 2025, spring of 2025, the sun will be its most deadliest point at that point. And, that, and of course, Revelation chapter 16 talks about the angel that points, pours his vial out on the sun and scorches on the men of the earth. Okay, so that 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 sun will have to do two things. One, it would have to send a solar flare and knock out our magnetic field, and then it sends another one, and fries everybody. Okay, so I think that's what's going to happen when the angel pours his vial out on the sun. And it just so just so happens that sun will be a solar maximum at that point to be able to doil out that much that much judgment. You know, 
I mean, no, just no, let, let me mention something about that, Bob, because the solar maximum, it, it, I think it's on what, either 11 and a half or a 12-year cycle, somewhere around there? 11. 11-year cycle? So, I mean, the next solar maximum is not going to be until, like, what, 2036 or 2037? I mean, be, that, um, would, that, that would basically be after the next Shemitah. So right. it, most of the, of the next Shemitah actually is going to be going into a solar minimum. And right. then only at, only at pretty much like the very end of it is it going to be the maximum. So it seems like that uh, even with the solar cycle, it's pointing to this seven-year time frame as well. Because it right. lands really in the middle of it, doesn't it? It doesn't line. We won't see an alignment like this with the solar cycle until I think it was twenty forty six. Yeah, where the solar cycle will be in the middle of the Shemitah, <laughs> and there's nothing floating around anywhere around that time frame before or after. Okay, and look at all the signs. The Revelation twelve sign took place during the Shemitah cycle we're in right now, right in the middle of it, and it all foreshadows what's coming because they're warning signs of what's coming down the road. All those signs took place. I mean, come on, what what do you do with that Revelation 12 sign? Two tetrads. You got two Bethlehem stars. What do you do mm-hmm. with all that? Now, yeah. and nothing happened with any of it. Right. Why is it all there? Well, it just so happens we the, the next cycle looks like the seven tribulation period. It's foreshadowing the That's next your cycle. foreshadow, Shemitah. Yeah. yeah. You know, if the Shemitahs are off, I tell you what, I have a lot of I, I, I put a lot of weight. Into into those celestial signs, yeah, put a lot of weight on them because the Bible says mm-hmm. Joel two twenty eight that these signs are going to be coming. Okay, two thirty one, these signs will be here before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And if you move those signs, I took the video where I moved all those signs over into the seventy tribulation. Well, the actually they actually marked all the events <laughs> lined up perfectly. Yeah. You know, even with that tetrad, that uh strawberry, that strawberry tetrad. Uh, uh, as a as a four blooming tetrad, actually lines up right at the right at the midpoint of the seventy tribulation period. You know what are the chances? Does the sun turns to darkness and moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord? And there it is, right there, yeah. right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the, of the second three and a half years, second half to three and a half year period. It kind of all just aligns, doesn't it? So perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it be, makes you really think. You know. Could this could this really be happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it becomes surreal, doesn't it? Because especially with the stuff that you research, right? And it kind of aligns with some of the other uh, researchers you've been you've been watching, mm-hmm. Bob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, yeah, when you can corroborate that evidence, it becomes even more real, right? And you, then you start saying, okay, well, well, we really have to start paying attention here, especially if you, you know, if there's any type of cognitive dissonance that's involved with the whole situation of the Shemitah or the time that we're living in and all that, go back to, go back to either Bob's book, go back to the videos and take a look because there's something, there's, there's something lining up here very succinctly and mm-hmm. very, you know, it's almost, it's too coincidental yeah. not to be true. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like what you say also in your bu- book, Bob. You said, what if God kicked off the seven year tribulation in the year of the 74th anniversary of 79th? Uh, the numbers wouldn't align. Right. Um, you said that uh, you this book. <laughs> there you go. Roads 2024. There you go. <laughs> 
by little Bob plug, Barber. Bob Barber. Yeah. That so guy, right over yeah. there. Yeah, there may He's be, a, be a, the guy. The guy who's got his mic on mute can't hear him. But yeah, the numbers you said the numbers wouldn't align. There may be an even even greater time alignment than this, but for right now, this one deserves our attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should uh, wait to see what happens, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it, it'd be different if it was one event or another. But we have these celestial signs. We have geopolitical events. We have the wars and rumors of wars. We have the spiritual warfare. It's everything. You know, it's not just we're not just narrowing in on one area trying to see our way into this possibility. It's just blaringly, glaringly in your face. And I think it's really awesome. And kind of going back to just watching, you know, and what the Lord says about watching so we, a lot of people say we won't know the general day or hour or season, but I was actually reading Genesis today and something kind of struck me in Genesis eighteen seventeen, the Lord before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, which is actually kind of like a picture, right, of what's happening or going to happen with Lot being removed and from Luke 17, 20 through 30. And it was really interesting because he was sitting there saying, he's like, shall I not reveal to Abraham, you know, what's about to happen. And it shows you that the Lord always reveals things to his servants, the prophets. And it's, I think it's something that I think people take too lightly, right? That the Lord wouldn't be putting these signs in the heavens for us to look upon out of his grace and his mercy to wake up, not just the world, but his body, you know, like, come on guys, it's almost time. It's almost go time. And I Mm. think it's very encouraging because as we see these <laughs> disheartening events coming to pass where you see the shelves getting empty and there's supply line problems. And I don't know if everyone is like me in this sense, but I can't even like, I used to be able to have like a foresight or future planning on, you know, events that are later down the road, but I can't even almost find myself planning more than like a couple weeks at a time. Cause it's like, you just, every it's like a revolving door. No, you don't, we know how close we are because everything is escalating and changing so fast now. And um, just, it's just so awesome and re-encouraging. I just want to kind of point that out there about Abraham, because I feel like we have a very close faith connection with him, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It feels like um, sometimes it's almost second nature to, you know, it's definitely, it's like, it is second nature to us. And it almost feels like we take it for granted sometimes of like, the fact that we're able to see these things happening, right? It's just like, it, it. we just see it. We know it. But then when you look out at the world, the vast majority of them just don't have a clue. And yet we, we see things every single day. And so, you know, I feel really blessed and, um, uh, I, and you know, just thankful that, that we – um, you know, as brothers come here and that we have brothers and sisters that, that, that come and watch this and are watching as well. And that we have people doing videos all, all day, every day. Uh, we have a community of watchers out there yeah. that are, um, that are keeping everybody up to speed on everything. And it's just, it's an amazing time, uh, to, to, to be able to not only be alive and watch this, but recognize it and understand it for what it is instead of just going through life, like 
you know, clueless. And yeah. I've said that before. I, I thank God that he's, he brought me into his family because I'm telling you, I just, I can't even imagine being ignorant to these things. And, yeah. and because we're on the other side of ignorance. I mean, we're, we've got the knowledge. We see this stuff and, and ignorance. I mean, when you listen to the, to these people and you watch them post, you watch them say things and you're just like, man, we, could you please just wake up? <laughs> could you please, because you're hurting my brain because you're, yeah. you're the things you're saying are just so nonsensical. Yeah. And it's like, can we, can't we reason together kind of thing? Yeah. You know? But they can't because they don't, because it's foolishness to them. Right. I mean, that's yeah. when the Bible says like, if you do not believe this stuff is going to be foolish to you. And then what you get is scoffers and mockers saying you're nuts. It's a fairy tale. I'm right. I know when I die that, that there is no heaven, that there is no this. And it's like, you, you're just so arrogant. You know, that's what, that's the way I feel towards them. It's just like, you're just so arrogant that you, you're like, where were you when the Pleiades were created? Were you there? Did yeah. you do that? Did you create Orion's belt? Oh, that's <laughs> right. You weren't. So, I mean, how do you know what's going to happen? Have you already died and come back and you can tell us what's <laughs> happening? Doubtful. So, you know, I just, I just look at him and go, why can't you wake up? Why can't you understand that you are arrogant? But the, the point is, is that they have not humbled themselves, right? They have not humbled themselves. They have not gone down on their knees and say, I need help. <laughs> I need assurance. I need yeah. the, 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 the verse of the day is what, I, you know, that's, that's what they need to <laughs> yeah. say. I need to, to have the assurance of things that aren't seen. So, uh, you know, I, I just, that, that's what our job is though, isn't it? It is to reach them. It is to, to get them close to the word, to point them in that direction so that ultimately they can, they can come to, to the knowledge. And I think that's, that's really the key. I think that's part of our, our, one of the biggest parts of our job, basically being. Amen. Amen. I had to put this verse up. Only because of what you just were saying, because this is Romans, um, this is Romans 1, 19 through 20, because they that which may be known of God and ma- is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his an eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Mm. We are without excuse. That is not in a good spot to be without excuse, is it? I mean, it's like it's willful ignorance yeah, is what it yeah. is. Because the, the the signs, the the information, the evidence is there. And they're just saying, no, I'm just simply not going to believe. Willfully unfaithful, willfully unrighteous, willfully without excuse. Oh, yeah. And to add to that awesome scripture, we have Psalms 19, right? That says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. So there's there's no excuse. There really isn't. But, you know, I think if you don't have a love of the truth, you know, they chose to believe the lie and yeah. and to be self, self-delusion self and the cognitive dissonance. And, oh, man, it's... I know I was really hard-headed. I mean, God had to use a pretty big sledgehammer to get through to me, you know. And so, I mean, I get it on one side, but on the flip side, it's like, 
that's enough to keep you humble though because it's like oh thank you jesus that you reached me when you did because i could have easily been in that same position you know i yes. could have been doing the same things i i did five or six years ago you know and i would have been no better i probably would have been like oh what are you guys talking about that's just a, <laughs> that's just the sign you know? <laughs> that's the uh that's the difference between the old man and the new man isn't it i mean uh, you look back at the old man and go what, what was I thinking, you know, before? Wh wh why couldn't I have done this earlier, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But everything in its time. And, um, you know, th th thank the Lord that you you did. I mean, there are people that still haven't yet. And, um, you know, your message to them is basically, look, I did it. And I was, and I was pretty strong-minded and strong, bullheaded about it. But I came around. <laughs> you can too, right? <laughs> Yeah, and Jesus had to bring me through death, man, on several occasions. That's how, that's how strong-willed I was. And <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you ever seen anything I've talked about in my channel, but um, literally, I had adopted this motto in the military that I'd rather die before I quit. And I just flat out across the board with everything. And let's just say the Lord took me up on that. <laughs> I mean, that's what it takes, you know. So I'm just grateful, you know. I'm just like, thank you, Jesus, because he could have let me go and I could have been gone forever. But by the grace of God, I'm here and I'm renewed and I'm a new creation in the Lord. So it's it's mm. so awesome. Isn't it? It really is. And definitely, if Jesus can do it in someone like me, I know. I know he can do it for anybody, anybody. I think that's what that's what we all say. <laughs> you know, if he could do yeah. it, someone like me, he, he could do it for me. And that and that's what he's all about. He can and he does and he will. He says yeah. that if you if you knock on the door, he's going to answer. I mean, he's 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 there. He's he's waiting. Yeah. You know, but Robert yeah. Hagen would tell would, would tell people to give him a chance. Give I know him a that. chance. Just give him a chance. I mean, that's and and seriously, if if you do that, your life will change. Um, so, I mean, if, if people are looking for a change, you don't need to vote for a third term of, uh, you know, of, you know, who you, you, yeah. you just, you just need to, you don't need that hope and change. I'll tell you that. What, what you, yeah. need, you need, Jesus, you look for, you want to change, you put Jesus into your life, you're going to get a big change. And that's, Amen. it's always for the better too. Oh, it's always for the better. And it's, uh. It's you know awesome. how it's funny how the world we try to say like oh we're gonna turn a new leaf today <laughs> but you know it shows us that we're all of our righteousnesses are filthy rags right and we all like a thief or a leaf do fade away you know i think that's really odd that that terminology is used that the leaf fades away and then we're sitting here trying to say oh we'll just turn a new leaf it's like turning new leaves is not the key, guys. That's not the answer. You know, you can turn a million leaves and they're just going to keep fading away. You know, that's that's crazy. When I say you start noticing things like that in scripture and then like how the world adopts it on there, like being salty, you know, like, oh, man, and like making it a negative connotation to it. Like, oh, that person's salty. And it's like, yeah, but we're called to be salt and light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bob's kind of salty. I got to admit, he, he's he's a little salty sometimes on his videos. He brings <laughs> he a little salt to the action. <laughs> salty Bob. Yeah, salty yeah. Bob. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's totally. Bob, you're 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 on your mute. mic is still. Yeah, your mic is still muted. Yeah. 
It looks like there might be some hardware issue there. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, now you have to unmute on the uh, screen. Probably got it. Oh, no. Come in. Come in. No, Bob. He's he's going to get salty here in a minute. So, uh, yeah. No. Not working. No. All right. So now that Bob is 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 uh, has been shut down. (laughs) <laughs> Temporarily, um, by Greg. Uh, <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm, all right, I won't. Come on now. <laughs> no, so Greg. All Greg right. didn't shut him down. Uh, Greg would no. never do that because Bob. Bob would get salty at him. Um, so, uh, but anyway, I, I listen. I agree with you 100 percent that there that that we are called to be the salt and the light, aren't we? So, um, we are going to continue to to do that, and we're not going to back down. I mean, they try to push us around, don't they? I mean, they try to push us around every week, and they they attempt to um, t- to stop us in our tracks. They try to mock us and try to to uh, shame us. But let me be honest with you: whenever someone like posts a- against me in in uh, like a YouTube channel or something like that, I mean, they're they're displaying their shame like right out in the open. Yeah. And you know they'll they'll try to call you out, Bob. You back? You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah you're back. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, just you know, it wasn't muted. It's not muted here. Just uh, I guess just come out, go back out, and go back out, come back in. Well, what I was saying, Bob, was like people will will post things on on your videos, on other videos, and then um, and they'll try to shame people with their comment, but in mm-hmm. fact. They're exposing themselves mm. uh, to, to, to shame, and uh, the things that they say, they think that they're righteous, but it's just filthy rags, like you said earlier, Michael. I mean, yeah. it's pretty obvious when they say those things that they have no shame. That they, I mean, they really don't. They don't even understand like how bad they look when they post those things. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, you know, I mean, we already we already have enough stuff to deal with. Okay. <laughs> You know, and in a lot of these people, you know, they're probably going to be trolls, anyways. You know, it's true. Yeah. You got you got a lot of like a lot of people, a lot of weird names under. You know, you know that they're not believers. You know, that's <laughs> true. So, but you know, as you know, Romans three ten though, like you're talking about, you know, as is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Okay, right. none of us are righteous, but you know, mm-hmm. but being. Made but being made free from sin becomes a servants of righteousness, as talked about in Romans six eighteen. Okay, um, all, our righteousness is of God. Okay, it comes from God. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, Romans four twenty four says, "But for those also to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on Him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead." Amen. Okay. So the righteousness is imputed into us, mm-hmm. okay? And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing about our salvation. When we believe in the finished works of Jesus to save us, that's finished works of the cross. When, you, when we Amen. receive mm-hmm. that Holy Spirit, you know, it, it changes us, like you were talking about earlier, you know, from male, uh, we're, new crea- we're a new creation, as talked about in Galatians 3, 27, 28, okay? Right. We're a new creation, neither male nor female, no Jew nor Greek. Okay, we are a new creation for the Lord, and that's a that's going to be interesting. I, I have a problem with the no uh, male, neither male nor female. I, I'm like, how's that going to work? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, but uh, God has us all figured out. 
okay? But we are going to see that manifested at the rapture resurrection because that's our apostle Paul telling us what happens to us at the end of this whole thing, okay? And we will be, of course, you know, taken up in uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17, descends from heaven with a shout, voice from archangel, trumpet of God, okay? We are going towards the Feast of Trumpets. Hey, <laughs> you know, Feast of Trumpets, I love that. I love that feast. One of the favorite feasts, man. And uh, I don't think we're going to be here long enough for that, though. You know, but if we are here, wow. Can you imagine that, Kevin? Rosh Hashanah? (laughs) Can you imagine being here for that day, knowing what we know right now? Can you imagine coming upon that day? I got to start researching that because if we're still here, Rosh Hashanah. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of teachings that shows uh, the rapture resurrection takes place at Rosh Hashanah, you know, but... We don't know for sure, but man, can you imagine that? Make it all the way to the Rosh Hashanah. And to me, have... like of, of any day out of the year, to me, that one stands out more than any. Like, I, I just feel like that day is more likely than any other day. I'm not saying that it can't be any other day. In the past, I always I thought, well, like, it really can't be any other day. But then I kind of said, well, you know what? The Lord can do whatever he wishes. So it can be any other day. I don't know. But 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 when you look at that day though and what it represents and what it and, and this, this the symbolism around it and all that, it certainly looks like mm-hmm. uh, you know an amazing rapture day. <laughs> uh, and especially this year, Bob, the fact that it's on 927 of all days. Of I mean, all days. Yeah. That is uh that's a very interesting day for it, it to land on. Now I know people will say, "Oh, it's a Gentile calendar 927." Okay, fine, we're Gentile. But then Bob will say, "We're not <laughs> Gentile or Jew." Okay, fine. <laughs> the point is is that we we don't we don't follow any other calendar. We follow that calendar. We also follow God's calendar in some ways too. Um, because we watch, we watch for those things, and we know when a new month is going to start, right? When yeah. the new moon happens, so we actually follow two calendars. But the main calendar that we follow is uh, says it's September twenty seventh. And you know, Bob, if we are still here and we're ramping up toward that day, and things are even more ramping up than what they are right now, I mean, that for me, Bob, is going to be the highest watch day that I've ever have, have had. I mean, yeah. for sure. We I can, mean, granted, I'm, I'm ready to go any day. It's not yeah. like I need to get my affairs in order and and and, yeah. and start, uh, you know, believing in, in Christ. I mean, that 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 mm-hmm. ship sailed. But I mean, uh, you know, th- this day is fast fast approaching, Bob. I mean, we're what yeah, no. today's the 26th. It's two months and a day away. Yeah, it can. Oh, we can go all the way to that day, guys. Good. And I know I've talked about these wars need to take place, and I have this whole common sense layout where, sure, it, wars take place, the dust settles, and then they confirm the covenant with many, you know. But uh, you know, Doc, um, um, Pastor Mark Belts, he he talks about how you know that covenant that's confirmed, the covenant that's confirmed with many, that's God's covenant with His people, and then he just that guy comes along and confirms it, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's his covenant. Then the covenant is broken, okay, by the Antichrist, forces him to break that covenant, which sets off God with the, his wrath for the second three and a half years. True. Okay. So the fact that, you know, I did say maybe all these wars need to take place before the 27th. Maybe they don't. 
Maybe well, they don't, what I do know, Bob, in the last second, and then all of a sudden, it it just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. bam. that's know? the thing. It's going to happen yeah. so quickly, right? Yeah, um, it is. And I think even though we all see it approaching, when the rapture apps actually happens, Bob, I mean, it's a it's a change. It's not just a it's it's a change for the world, obviously, and for those who left behind. But it's a huge change for us to go from mortality to immortality, to go yeah. from sinful to sinless, to go from being here in this decrepit world and to be by the throne of God. I mean, it is, it is a big difference. It is, it's going to be some kind of a shock, I would think. I mean, there, right. no matter when that day happens and we see it happening, coming, when it happens, we're, it's going to be, I think, partially just unbelievable aside from the faith that we have that it's going to happen. Like it's, it's yeah. so, but the whole concept of it is just so out there to begin with. And I think that's without faith, it's hard to actually understand it. And not only that, for people who will, who are even believers, you'll hear them say, we have to go to the tribulation. We have to go to the rap. We need to get under the law right now. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of people posting that, Bob. We need oh, to get yeah. back under the law. And it's like, whoa, you know, that I thought that ship sailed a long time doctrines, ago. Doctrines of demons. Yeah, legalism is rearing its ugly head, and we can kind of see how God said he declares the end from the beginning, right? And we've seen the time of Christ's first entrance in, right? We have the Pharisees and the corruption in the church, so to speak. So we can kind of expect to see some things that's happened in the past to happen again in the future because there's no new thing under the sun. It's right. like cycles, right? So we can see how legalism and the, the what do they call it, the Hebrew roots movement and different things like that's coming back around. And mm -hmm. it's really it's sad. Not. It's because, you know, they're just trusting in themselves and their own righteousness. And just well, they don't look at it that way, but... You know, they don't look at it that way, but we, but we know the, that's essentially. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember, these that. feast days are not Jewish feasts. They are feasts of God. I mean, yeah, these are God's are. feasts. And God said he didn't he doesn't like didn't certainly didn't like and probably still doesn't like the way that they celebrate those feasts and the way they keep those feasts because they don't keep yeah. them correctly. Number one, they're off on on on, uh, on the Feast of Trumpets every year. They're yeah. wrong because they celebrate a black moon. They celebrate no moon. They don't even they, they don't even wait until you can see the moon in order to celebrate the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they're off every single year. They're off by either one or two days. And uh, and they also celebrate it for two days. And that's wrong, too. It's what's a one day feast. The, the simple fact is that the reason why uh, they do for two days is because of an old tradition. And it has nothing to do with the Bible. So, yeah. I mean, they're just so far off. Uh, they, they don't. Even, they don't even understand their own calendar, <laughs> uh, which is really sad. And I think that's why God's like, "Look, I've laid it out for you. I gave it to you. I, 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 you know, I put this all in, in place. I told you what it's like, and then you just go off of doctrines of man and you have your own traditions. It's like, why can't you trust and follow me? I could just see God just saying, "It's like, why, why not? You know?" And He knows the reason. It's because, well, number one. That they're stubborn people, but then again, I mean, the whole world's stubborn. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just it takes it takes a special sense of, of of actually watching and understanding the word, so that you can so that you can actually interpret it correctly, and then be able to celebrate the days on on which they're supposed to be celebrated. 
So if anyone comes to you and says, well, the, 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 day, the day of the rapture cannot be on the Feast of Trumpets because it's a Jewish feast day. Well, number one, you, you don't, number one, it's a, it's God's feast day. And number two, how are you, how do you know the day of the rapture is not on a day? I mean, that, that makes no sense to me. It's like, if you don't know what the day of the rapture is, you can't say it's not on that day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the folks out there right now, you guys are watching, you know, this rapture resurrection event can happen anymore. We are in a hot time now mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff that needs to go down. And I, right into this very moment, I mean, what's today's date? 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are in a hot, hot time for the rapture at any moment. It's any hot. moment now because we're closing in on this, on this, like Kevin was talking about on the September, beginning of the Seventh Tribulation. And I want to encourage you guys right now with a couple, with a few verses here. First uh, Corinthians 12, 3, you want to bring that up, Greg. It says there, wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called it Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is our Apostle Paul speaking, that you cannot say Jesus is Lord until the Holy Spirit indwells within you and rebirths your spirit and seals you to the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30. Okay, so you cannot say Jesus is the Lord and believe it until the Holy Spirit indwells within you. True. Now, remember that. Is that you? Think about that right now. Is that you? Say yes. Okay, nod your head if you're watching. Okay, you're like, yeah, that's me. Great. If you go to uh, Romans 8, verses 10 and 11, it says this, and if Christ be in you, that Holy Spirit that's in you, we just talked about, the body is dead because of sin. This is why we sin all the time still. The body's mm-hmm. dead. Hasn't been mm-hmm. dealt with yet. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, the Holy Spirit, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth within you. So that power is already in you. It just needs to be activated with that trumpet call, with that nice. frequency, however that works. Yeah. And then we are completed. The work, the Bible talks about the work that God started in you, and it goes until the day of redemption. The Bible talks, it just keeps working, working, working. Even after you're dead, your body is still marked for the resurrection. Yeah. So that work still continues. Okay, it's a, yeah. it's a collective work of the corporate body. And when God addresses the corporate body at the end of this age, and closes it out with the rapture resurrection, that is when our bodies will be dealt with, and that is where it talks about Romans 8, 10, and 11. The power that's in, within you comes out. It just changes you from the inside out. Mm. Okay? That's so why the dead in Christ can rise, right? Right, Bob? Yeah. So all of you watching right now, if you guys know the Lord, you're claiming Jesus is Lord, you love Jesus, all right? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm dealing with sin. I hate sin. Okay? You're, you're at that point, you know? Oh, we all hate sin. We have good days and bad days. Just admit it. Okay, I have them. We all have them. Okay? We win some, we lose some. Okay? Main thing is don't let yourself wallow in your sin. Okay? You know, it's like my son. If he ever messes up, I was like, great. Just get back up and keep on moving. Don't sit there and wallow in it. We all make mistakes. Amen? Amen. Amen. That promise of the Holy Spirit in us, it's already in us already, everybody. We are just waiting for that moment. That trumpet call. And that, huh? I'm so excited, man. I just, <laughs> how can you not be? You know, uh, yeah. 
It's true. It's the act. It's the activation, isn't it? That's yeah. that. That's the moment where everything gets changed, and uh, those who are dead, as you said, Bob, mm-hmm. still still going. I mean, yeah, sure, the body's dead, but the body's still going to be able to get quickened because the spirit, be because of the spirit, and right. that's that's the key. Is that and that's the key to the whole the whole thing. <laughs> we talked about this over and over again. It's 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 by your faith, it's by it's by grace through faith. It's it's not like what your body does in terms of works and this and that that saves you. It's your spirit, and it's 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 the grace that God gives you in order to be able to be saved. And and that's that's what it's all about. And that's why we, our spirit, always continues to struggle against the body, the flesh, and that that day is going to stop. When we, when we that we're going to stop doing that on the day of the rapture resurrection. That's yet just another thing that is going to be just yeah. an amazing part of it. Like no more struggles with anything. <laughs> I mean, oh, with, no. you know, with anything, with the name something you struggle with, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, any type of thought that you have is going yeah. to change as well. I mean, we are we are going to be a brand. I mean, we're a brand new creature now, but but that is even a whole other level. And yeah, I'm telling you, Bob, I, I agree with you. It's it's an amazing when you start dwelling on that and start thinking yeah. about it. It almost becomes overwhelming. It does, but in a good way, you know. Yeah, it, it really, way. it just it really builds your. It adds and builds to the faith, and I think it's really interesting just to continually add on the security of Christ, because Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, right? But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we see that the wages of sin is death, right? But we have the blood atonement, Jesus Christ, for the life of the flesh is in the blood from Leviticus 17.11, right? This is amazing, because he purchased us with his blood, the life that is in his blood, paid for that death. And now we, who are alive and remain, right? And we talk about Ephesians 1.13. It says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You know, Scripture shows us time and time again how a king will not transgress or break his seals. Hmm. It just doesn't happen. That typology is throughout all of Scripture. And not only do we have this, but it says your inheritance, right, until the redemption of the purchased possession. He bought you. You belong to him now, all right? So don't don't let the enemy sneak those seeds of doubt. Don't allow that to grow and manifest within you and, and ruin your your faith because that's ultimately what the enemy's trying to do because sin has been dealt with in the flesh. Going back to the end of Romans 7, the beginning, latter, beginning of Romans 8, it talks about how it was confined and dealt with in the flesh. Jesus did it. So therefore, we move into this mental arena, right? And it's so, this is what the Lord's really been teaching me throughout the last year. It's just all these different pieces of the of this puzzle of our just internal security that's just so secure. If mm. we could just lay hold on the fact that you're so secure in him, I mean, you would you would just be like, all day long because nothing else matters. Nothing else matters at that point. Confidence. That, yeah, that no, you confidence. just gotta you gotta guard against those attacks, right? I mean, because they'll, they'll they'll try to they'll try to break you down. 
They'll try to wear you down. They're, they're, they're yeah. basically trying to like just lessen your faith. And, and they'll exactly. say, does Jesus really love you? I mean, yeah. are you sure that you're saved? Are you sure that, that what you're doing right now is not jeopardizing your eternal salvation? <laughs> exactly. And you're just like, man, I mean, what kind of a God is that? It's like, I'm just going to pull out the rug and say, no, my grace is definitely not sufficient for you. It's yeah. like, what is that? You know, all they're trying to do is, 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 is make you weak is make you yeah. weak because that's what it does. It's like exactly. it just you start questioning things. You start wondering this and that. Your confidence level drops, as Greg just said. It's confidence. I mean, we are to go before the throne boldly uh, because oh, yeah. we have an advocate, because we have our Savior, Jesus. I mean, I when, 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 for those who do not have Jesus, you go before the great white throne. You have no, yeah. as we read before, you have no excuse. You have none. Yeah. But but if you have Jesus on your side, everything changes at that point. You say, yeah. "I'm going to lay everything that I ever did that missed the mark right there, and that it was it was taken care of at the cross, was it not?" Amen. Absolutely, Amen. you can say that boldly, and you can say, "My Savior, Jesus, your Son, Father, He died for me." Yeah, and and oh, that, yeah. that is. That's the best get out of jail. Well, I guess it's supposed to get, get, get out of like a fire card. <laughs> ever is what that. Yeah. And it's you it's don't so, want to be a LOFF. <laughs> yeah, and it's so awesome. We can see another aspect of the enemy's attack on faith because we know we're secure in the Lord, but we also know that without faith we can't please God. Right. So he wants to make our walk not pleasing to God no more, and it's really it's really upsetting when you think about it because it's like. You can't, you know, don't let him do that to you. Don't let him do that to you. Don't let him steal that that beautiful gift that God has built in you. Because he is the mm-hmm. author and the finisher of our faith, right? Mm-hmm. So it's him who started. It's him who finishes it from start to finish. It's just so perfect. I mean, you can't. It's so beautiful. <laughs> like, I, I just. Got man. the perfect verse. Got the perfect verse for you, too. Uh, he said, it's, it's, all, it's all God's work. Right, he starts it. He's 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 a he starts it. He finishes it. Okay, author and finisher of all things. Okay, Uh, that would be uh, Colossians. Oh no, was it uh, Romans? Which verse was that again? Author and finisher. I just I just I just just drew a blank. (laughs) Um, Oh, Oh, uh, Colossians Colossians two twelve. That's what Sounds it was. Good. Yep. And it says, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. No, an operation is a an operation. I guess what I'm trying to say here is like you don't you have you don't believe in yourself. You have to believe in operation. Okay, believe in the operation of God. Okay. Mm. You believe in his works, all right? That's why it says there that the operation of God who has raised him from the dead, all right? That's so, so the operation is the operation right now is still in effect right now, okay? Ongoing. Because it's still in effect right now. The operation continues to the day of the rapture resurrection, mm-hmm. okay? And that's, what, that's, that's the thing that kind of cracks me up about all those that don't believe in the rapture because... You know, what happens with all those folks that are resurrected at the end of the tribulation? Why, they, they all get resurrected, tribulation saints, right? Mm-hmm. So there has to be something that takes place that deals with their body, right? Right. Okay, they have to be resurrected. Yeah. Okay. 
So God, so the idea of some resurrecting a body that probably doesn't exist anymore, it's all dust. God can take that and change that and make a new mortal body and resurrect somebody. That, okay, they can accept that. But to take a current body that's living, moving, healthy, maybe, okay, and change that for mortal. That's more difficult. Yeah, they, <laughs> God, God won't do that. Okay? That seems they, easier. They believe in, the, they, they believe in the, the resurrection, but they can't grasp the changing of the living. There's, yeah, but it, you know what? The, but th- that even supposes there's like an easy hard scale for God. I mean, it's like <laughs> he's the one who created everything. I mean, there is yeah. no hard for him. There is yeah. no hard. And this is that's the beautiful thing about an operation, right, Bob, is that when you have an operation, you have a plan. You have a strategy. You have foresight. You have uh, what you, you have a goal to accomplish. You have all those things. And God put all this in motion such a long time ago. And yep. it's just, it's beautiful to see that operation continuing um, and that people every single day are, are having, are, are coming to look to the Lord through faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you're talking about there, Michael, you know, why does Satan go after us? Why does he hate us? Why does he try to ruin our confidence? Because he already knows we're saved. Okay. Mm-hmm. He knows we're saved and sealed. He knows that. He knows we're all going to heaven. But here's the deal. If he ta- if he confuses this gospel, if he confuses you, what happens? You lose your confidence. You're not gonna you're not gonna tell people about the gospel. Exactly. You're not you're not gonna preach it right. People that's what he's doing. He's trying to take away your confidence in any way, shape, or form. So that way you cannot preach the gospel of Christ effectively. Exactly. Okay, you cannot lead people to Christ. I find it so simple to share jesus with people once i completely understood how it's just a gift you mm-hmm. believe by faith i came from a family of catholics where you had to be perfect you had to follow 10 commandments and nobody does that mm. no not my family <laughs> you know and you have to get saved by works and everything else like that so you know Good luck. But you come somebody you come to them with no it's just faith by you receive this gift by faith you receive the grace by yeah. faith okay and i remember when i came to that conclusion man you talk about a weight coming off me mm. wait i felt that too i felt that weight come on never me. forget that day man, mm. man. Ever, ever, ever forget. the law just weighs on you that's what it's supposed to do <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what it's supposed to do it's supposed to, it's supposed to you're supposed to see that and say i can't measure up to it and so I need something else. And so that's that's exactly what it does. And when you take put that that take that burden and and put it on the cross and say it's finished two thousand years ago, huh, yeah, you you you're, you you do not it you change things. It changes your perspective. It also changes even how you live your life after that, because it it, it becomes just inherently easier to actually follow those commandments at that point. That's the amazing part of it, right? Is once you recognize that those commandments are there and that you're you're breaking them, and then you're like, I, I want to take this burden off of me, you get this yeah. spirit in you and it helps you to keep the commandments. Yeah, yeah. Totally keeping the commandments doesn't save you, but getting saved allows you to help help you keep the commandments. Exactly. Amen. So we we serve from love, right? Yeah, it's and it's the love of God that's within us. And I'm not sure if you guys uh you mind if I mention a dream that I had about oh, this? Go ahead. 
Bob, Bob, Bob uh, can't stand dreams and visions. Yeah, that's telling me nothing. No, I can't do nothing with it. Total waste of time. Well, the, the Lord was showing me some stuff, and um, I had a dream. I was sitting at a kitchen table with my earth father and my daughter. I, I joke around a lot, <laughs> probably a little too much. but uh, So I was joking around with my daughter, and my earth father was at the table, and he's like, hey, he's like, Michael, you know, you might actually be hurting your feelings sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I, you know. <laughs> um, and and um, well, my daughter in my dream walks in the room. And I was like, I was getting ready to mess around with her, you know, joke around. Because unfortunately, <laughs> that's what I'm dealing with. So I'm getting ready to joke around. And I'm like, and then I stopped. Almost as if you were to withhold from sneezing. It was a forceful push down of what I wanted, right? And as soon as I did that, the Lord, ah, man, he's really ministered to me. So my father in the dream said, do you see that? And I was like, what? And he's like, how you stopped? He's like, that's the love of God manifesting through you that allows you to restrain. Mm. And I woke up and immediately in my spirit, I felt the words love is a restrainer. And I was Mm. like, God, you're so awesome. (laughs) Like, it makes Mm. total sense. You know, it's the love that God builds in us through him. Because we didn't really know love, right, before the Lord. He's the one that demonstrated what real love is all about. The selfless, the agape love, right? Mm. And it's that love of God that allows us to restrain the flesh. That's the power of God, restraining the flesh from us just letting go and doing whatever the flesh wants because we love god because he first loved us and it's part of the lord i was like that's a pretty awesome dream you gave me there yeah yeah and you know what it's part of his operation too isn't it yeah it's the operation of god it's still he's working through us it's just like this section in colossians 2 12 it's his work is really ultimately his work Mm -hmm. right through us oh yeah so yeah, it's yeah. This is this is all him. This is him. Otherwise, he, I'm taking credit for something. No, he knows when you need to pick me up, doesn't he? <laughs> it's true. It's like you you can do he can, and he can visit you in the middle of the night. Yeah, and uh, when you're asleep, and you can wake up the next day and go, wow, you know, I I I you know, and that's I do that sometimes. Like I think of something in in a dream, or I think of something at night while I'm sleeping, and I wake up and I'm like. I understand that better. That's that's awesome. You know, it feels it feels good when you when you do that because you know it's not confusing. You know, it's not from the yeah. from the devil. It's not the author. It's not the author of confusion. It's the author of everything that's actually fits into place. And when you wake up and you're like, yeah, that totally makes sense, and I understand that better. You know that God visited you because exactly. the world's right. not going to give that to you, and certainly Satan's not. So it has to be from God at that point. That's. That's a beautiful thing about sleeping, you know. I mean, I'm not a fan of sleeping. I wish I could stay up all the time and I'm looking forward to that. But you know what? While we are away from the Lord, while we're here, when we when we sleep, we calm down and we settle down. Our mind settles down. And this is when the Lord can communicate with us. This is why we, I, I believe this is why we sleep. Our bodies have to rest, obviously. But it's a main reason why so the Lord can communicate. The Holy Spirit communicates i you know you won't believe how many problems i have solved in my dreams yeah. stuff i had to deal with outside of, you know when i'm awake you know the answer comes to me in the dream i wake up like what an answer you know you know yeah. and i had this amazing 
And that, by the way, that's what happened to you, Michael. That's the Holy Spirit. That's a counselor counseling mm-hmm. you in your yeah. dream. You wake up and you're like, you're so, that's awesome. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I had this dream. It wasn't a rapture dream, but the Lord showed me that this is the transition of the rapture. Okay, this is what he showed me. This is what's going to happen when the rapture takes place. This is what's going to feel like. Okay, and I received that. It was, it was this dream. I'll just tell it to you. So I'm like standing in my kitchen and get something out of the cabinet, and someone just taps me firmly on the shoulder. One, two, three. Okay, number three. Okay, finished. All right. I turned around. There's nobody there. And then this this being, what I believe it was an angel or somebody, grabbed my shirt and spun me. And I spun. I like, and I lay. I turned sideways, like laying in the air, and I just like, it was so peaceful. And, I, and it's like basically I was waking up, and I felt myself, heard myself breathing, you know, and it just came out so peaceful. It was just wow. so. And right there, I knew from the Lord, like, this is what the rapture will be like. Some people are afraid of the rapture. They think it's going to be electricity, (laughs) bones breaking. (laughs) You know, some people, I get messages from people thinking that's that's what it's going to be like. No, no. You're not going to be this incredible folk. Why do I feel so good for? (laughs) I don't feel the weight of the sin on me no more. What happened? Yeah. I think you they know. watched The Incredible Hulk too much at that point. I mean, it's like <laughs> breaking out of my clothes and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I think it's going to be painless. I have a feeling. Because I heard, like, I, I remember that dream that uh, Joe had talking about teeth breaking. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, ooh, you know, I've had teeth removed, cracked and stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to feel that. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. But uh, I like uh, I like what I, I like what the Lord showed me. About yeah. change of mortal immortality is just peaceful, hmm. loving, and that's and, 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 and the, the dream was so clear. That's another thing about this dream. Wasn't yeah. your dream clear, Michael? Yeah. It was like super clear. Oh yeah, it's it's and it's not like other dreams where they fade over time, right? Yeah, and it's just as clear in your mind, almost like you could paint a portrait of it. Mm-hmm. And I've had dreams like that that you know, fifteen years ago, before I was even born again, the Lord was showing me something. And I'll never forget that one. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Mm. But you can remember those things so clear because I really do believe. And going back to the wonderful counselor, and it's so amazing. It's that truth, you know, because it says that he'll guide us into all truth, right? It's not just like a head knowledge. It's literally you, your embodied truth that is in Jesus Christ becomes a part of who you are. And you can truly understand it in levels because if I wouldn't have that experience, it's like the experience mixed with the truth, right? That the Lord shows you with the Holy Spirit. And it's like, wow, it's something. Now, it's unique for each person because we all have different experiences and things that the Lord's showing us. But when that really settles in and becomes a part of who you are, and it, it's like, wow, this made sense. But now it really makes sense. It's almost like you can feel that truth. I don't even know how I can even articulate that you know it's it's so interesting just mm-hmm. like as i'm sure you're talking about with the the rapture dream it's like something that you can almost feel and it's like wow how can you really articulate and get this out to where other people can understand and sometimes unfortunately they have to wait for the holy spirit to guide them into that truth you know so mm-hmm. it's definitely good to be patient with people 
<laughs> when you're feeling something that's like just different than like, you know, this normal and you feel joy and happiness. I mean, we have yeah. some of that here, but it's a different, it's a different level of joy and happiness, isn't it, Bob? It's like, totally. it's like that one dream where you had, where you, you, you were raptured or, or whatever and you were like, and then you woke up and you're just like, are Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. why do I still need to be here? I was just in this, this state of pure joy, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I think I'm saying your name right here, Caesar. Caesar. Uh, Caesar. He says, "Is there a, is there a way to know that the Holy Spirit is inside yourself?" Um, scientifically, um, I don't think so. But since we're talking about it, um, if you go to the verse, Second uh, Corinthians thirteen five, it says, "Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead?" Do you believe it? Do you believe you paid the price for your sins? Do you believe everything you read in the Bible up until that point, the book of Genesis all the way through about the blood sacrificing of lambs and that Jesus came as the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world? Okay? And everything that you learned up to this point that that went through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it says, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove prove your own selves, Know ye not your own selves? So do you not know your own self? How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. And if you're a reprobate, you don't believe in Christ. You don't believe in Jesus. You serve the world. You serve mammon, right? You serve Baal. You serve whatever other devil, you know. But if you believe in Jesus Christ, you say he's the only way to God the Father, as he stated, Okay, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you believe that, then you just examine yourself, and the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell within you. Here's another one. How's about when you're ready to go off on somebody, you're ready to make that sin, when you're ready to do something something wrong, when you're ready to break one of the Ten Commandments. If you feel something like, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Also, you feel that resistance. That's the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit in you. That's that's stopping you. You do something mm-hmm. wrong, you commit a sin. Ah, oh, man, it kind of take. Oh Lord, sorry, I'm such a numbskull. How about Romans eight sixteen? That, that, that would How about be Romans? Proof, yeah, that would be proof of the Holy Spirit within you. Yeah, that's conviction. a big difference between someone who conviction has absolutely no no spirit, no Holy Spirit within them. They have no that they don't get they don't feel convicted in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember uh, after uh, the Lord moved in and. I fell. <laughs> Man, I'd never experienced anything like that before because before uh, I was born again, you know, I could just do whatever I wanted. And I, exactly. So after I was born again, man, <laughs> my wife's like, are you all right? I was like, ah, <laughs> like, I felt so horrible. I never felt anything like that before. You know, I mean, I know it seems a little dramatic, but for me it was because I've literally never felt. Well, the other part, the other part too, Michael, is that you you feel convicted, but you don't feel condemned. And I think that that is also a big, a big sign of knowing that the spirits within you, Bob, is that, is that, yeah, you'll feel bad about it, but you don't go to like, well, I guess I just lost my salvation. You know, I'm condemned to forever to hell. No, I mean, it it is, the, the spirit will, 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 you know, get you in uh, to to examine yourself, 
to, and to yeah. say, I, I, I fell down and say, look, I, you don't want to do that anymore. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah. you'll have a little discussion with the spirit about it. And, and, but there is no condemnation. And that's th- so for, for those who, who feel bad about something and then they're like, like say, for example, you've got caught doing something. Well, what they fear at that point is the condemnation yeah, is the judgment. sentence is the, the judgment. And that's why they're upset that they got caught and, and, but they're not necessarily upset. They did the act. They're more upset that they got caught. And we see that a lot with politicians and stuff like that. <laughs> that they, there, there is no real conviction there. They're just afraid of what the consequences are. Amen. But with that the spirit, it's, it's, it's exactly the opposite. You get yeah. the conviction without the condemnation. Oh yeah. And Which is why I put Romans 8:16 up too because the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. Yeah. Right. That we are the children of God. So, and, if you, and if you understand all that, if you understand how the process works, see that's why a lot of people like my channel because I give them a simple mechanical breakdown because I you know, I'm a pretty decent mechanic, you know. And I look at a lot of stuff like that, you know, and the mechanical breakdown and I section things off to help me understand it. And when you are sealed until the day of redemption, seal is a seal. It's done. Okay. Ask, read the Bible. Does Satan manage to break that seal before his thousand years is up? No. Nope. When a seal, seal is done, it's done. Okay. It's sealed for a thousand years. God's seals work. All right. Mm-hmm. 144,000, when they get sealed, do they worry about them seal, their, their seals being undone? No. Nope. God's seals work. They work forever and we are sealed until the day of redemption ephesians 4 30 okay now there are people out there that are going to say um no bob we can lose our salvation we can uh we can uh there's no such thing as a rapture we got to keep this law this law and that law and this law you know what i think that is where paul comes in we talks about in second timothy uh three five where it says having a form of godliness yeah. by but denying the power thereof from such turn away okay so basically these people have a form of godliness a form of righteousness but they but they're denying the power thereof of the holy spirit they don't have the indwelling holy spirit okay they don't believe in it being a gift they believe they have to work the way they believe they have to be co-saviors with Jesus Christ, as Robert Breaker always said, I love how he explains that. Yeah, okay. mm. yeah. They want to be. He, they want to be a cold savior. Okay. They don't, I don't need that blood, Jesus boy. You, you don't realize how much of an ace I am. Okay. I well, if you're a Catholic Jesus. and you and you worship yeah. Mary, then it's getting really crowded in, in the savior pool because yeah. now you've got Jesus, <laughs> you've got Mary, and now you got yourself. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that seems to be. I mean, I think there's only one savior. <laughs> And uh, as a matter of fact, I know there is only one savior. So when you start start putting other, you know, yourself in there, right? Mary mm-hmm. or another human, what, whether it be Buddha or Muhammad or whomever, I mean, you're Joseph Smith. I mean, you, you just name any of the false prophets that have, that have come throughout the, the course of time. I mean, they're not going to save you. Jesus said it himself, Bob, and you quoted it. He says that nobody comes to the Father but but by me. So if you're going to save, you're going to try to save yourself and become co-savior. Well, he didn't say no one comes to the Father but through me and and possibly yourself if you do 
well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not part of the Real simple. Pete, you know, someone said it, and I'm just going to repeat what they said. This is an awesome saying. You need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven. You can't yeah. go to heaven without the Holy Spirit. Correct. All right. You can't, you can't, uh, you go to hell if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Real simple. Let's put all works aside. You don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to hell. You don't get, you don't go to heaven without the Holy Spirit. It's true. Okay. You need the Holy Spirit to be saved. Plain and simple. So, how do you receive it? Receive it by faith. Mm -hmm. Okay. Believe in finished works of Jesus Christ. Trust me, God. Don't try to, you know, we try to complicate. How does this whole thing work with our spirit getting regenerated? Really? (laughs) <laughs> is that the hurdle <laughs> you're going to get stuck at? That's all God's work. That's the operation we're talking about. right? That's God's yeah. operation. You know, As soon as you have faith, as soon as you yeah. believe, the moment you believe, you are sealed. Rapture ready. Right? Mm-hmm. You're ready to die. You're ready to go ahead. Now, some of us are baby Christians. All right? So we're getting things wrong. A lot of people, they're still saved. You're still saved. All right? I was a baby Christian. What about you guys? I, when I yeah. first got saved, I said some of the dumbest stuff. And I thought <laughs> I was right. I was wrong. Yeah. Okay, but I was still saved, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's humbling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you can be an error and be saved. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that we're still human. I mean, yeah. we're, we're still immortal. We, we're, we're still, we still have this, this existence that we're dealing with. So, yes. And the key is to, to grow in the faith to understand the word better so that you make less errors in the future and and you're and you become you don't want to become a stumbling block obviously so you go through a, a process that some people will call sanctification right you just mm-hmm. continue to grow and, and yeah. you continue to grow in your walk and that's what Paul's mm-hmm. talking about about running a race mm-hmm. and that we need to finish okay. strong we need to run the race to the end that we can't just say well you know what I think I understand everything now I'm good to go uh, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know someone's pointing out an error and then what you do is you're like oh no well you've got this error and it's bigger than mine well that's that's the speck in the log issue so yeah, you start yeah. running into problems if you if you yeah. don't if you don't keep up with that and have have your armor on every single day yeah Oh, yeah. And the devil is so good about trying to make you condemned, too, because we were talking about how the spirit will correct you in a gentle way. But the enemy will be quick to be like, ah, that's that's it for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and just wanted to (laughs) throw this out there for you guys that in Colossians 3, 1 through 4, we have this amazing picture here, right? Because it says, if you're then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. So when we keep our mind upon mm. Christ, right, it and remember that this is where you died and your life is hidden in Christ with, with Christ and God, right? So we have this picture here that we are absolutely secure within the death, burial, and resurrection through the power of the Holy Spirit. So if, when we dwell upon Christ, right, and we stop dwelling upon our failures, but look right. at Christ, keeping our mind on Christ, it lifts us back in, in the faith, so to speak. Mm. You know, it'll lift your spirit because it ministers to us. And I just wanted to let people know that because in the beginning of my journey, I had some pretty hurdles to get through. And glory be to God, the Holy Spirit showed me this. And he's like, 
hey, you know, stop focusing on the bill. That's look forward, you know, move forward and press on towards me and lay hold. So I just want people to know that it's so important to keep your mind, especially in this day and age with everything going on. It's so easy to get caught up in the news and in the politics. And if we don't keep Christ centered, we start allowing that fear, right, to move in. And the fear is just of the enemy. And he's going to, that fear is going to root in doubt and all sorts of feelings that aren't good to have at this point, you know. So it's good to keep ourselves focused on Christ and Christ alone. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, it, you know, we can, we can watch things that are happening all the time, Bob. We can watch the news. We can watch what's going on. But our affection is not with that. We see these through, a, we, we see those things through a different lens. You see these things that, as like a spiritual battle that's going on, right? We're like looking at it and going, not not saying, wow, I hope that they can change that so that I can make more money next month or something like that, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. We're looking at it going, oh, wow, you know, that, that, that there is a spiritual battle going on and we recognize that and we're, we're, we're seeing these things going, yeah, these things are getting worse. And so yeah. we're going home soon. I mean, so right. yeah. whenever we're watching these things, we're, we're, we're not hoping for, for, for things to get better for our, for a monetary gain or for a personal gain here. We're looking mm-hmm. at these things saying this, 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 this is very interesting because it lines up with what the Bible says. Right. Plus that word that you mentioned fear, that's not one of the fruits of spirit. We talk about love, joy, mm-hmm. peace, long suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, you know, uh, fear is not in there. Amen. So, you know, that's right. You know, they put out that PSA for for the the nuke war in New York. Right. And I think what was the most exciting thing to me about it was the reaction to it was that people didn't cower in fear for it. They actually mocked it. (laughs) I mean, they're like. If a nuke hits, I'm okay, and I die. Well, to die is to gain. So I'm not going to be, live in fear and and stay inside in a shower 24 seven because maybe a nuke's going to hit. I mean, it's it's like it, it kind of encouraged me in a way. It was like people didn't 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 cower in fear because of that. They looked at it and said. That's ridiculous, you know, yeah. which yeah. I think is a good thing at that point. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and fear is not, yeah, fear, fear is of the devil. Yeah. Okay, the spare of the Lord does not witness fear with us, you know. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the Bible says in Romans eight sixteen, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Okay, so we are able to we are able to see these things coming because and see how it aligns with Bible prophecy because Mm -hmm. of the spirit of the living God is within us and we can see it. And the fact that we all see a lot of the same thing is because we share in the same spirit of the Lord. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Philippians 321 says, and who shall change our vile body? We're talking about all the sin stuff we're dealing with. Okay, but it says. In Philippians 3.21, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Okay, so he is going to change our vile body 
Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not going to say destroy it and make a brand new one out of scratch. No. It says he's going to change it. He's going to change our vile body. It's going to be changed, mortal immortality, just as is laid out in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 54. Please. And the the fact that the the graves are going to have to open. Why? Because our bodies are in the grave. Okay. And so basically, and I say that because some people think these bodies are absolute throwaways. No, not exactly. What happened to that one guy when they laid him on Elisha's bones? Okay, that anointing's still there on his bones. And that brought that soldier back to life. Okay, so there's something special about our bodies. Yes, they are sinful, and no, they have not yet been dealt with, but I believe the fact that they're marked for the rapture resurrection, okay, if, if you are to die, your body is marked for the resurrection. And, you know, have you ever thought about the people that would die at the moment of the rapture? Can you imagine that? You know, it's just like you're you're dead, and it's because somebody has to die at that moment. You know, you think it's like ninety six thousand people die every hour. Okay, I think that's the number ninety six thousand every hour. That what's how much is that? Well, thirty. So, trying to do the math on that. Think about that right now. But uh, what six hundred every minute, something like that. I can't think of it right now. I think it's like sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. So, it so it's a complete. It's like a. It's a constant machine mm-hmm. running. It's exactly sixteen. Just like there's a constant machine of life. Uh, speaking of life, uh, who was it that was uh, um, Kamala Harris? You know, said what she say that the problem is women just keep having babies. That's the problem. I'm like, Man. wow. Are you serious? Is that where again? Is that where we're coming? That's from? the problem. Oh boy. It's, yeah, that, yeah, 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 come on. It's been going on since Adam. Right. It's been going on since the beginning of creation. I mean, you, you're you alive. Yeah. <laughs> we, hello, that's the problem? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that yeah. is a problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll tell you this. It's like it's not it's not every single person that's a problem. It's just yeah. you. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell her that, Kevin. Why don't you say <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crazy, man. <laughs> and the fact that was what's messed up right now. What do you guys think about the fact that P- Pelosi is starting to sound presidential now? Uh. She's starting to, she, you know, she's going overseas now and doing stuff that Joe yeah. Biden don't like right. now. And Good. you know, yeah. she's trying think, to go overseas, but they I won't think, let her. <laughs> I don't think that she would be a president. I think it's it's all leading up to eventually Hillary getting in. Because I mean, there's her- only one way, Bob, that she can become president, and that is um, before the midterms. Uh, well, actually, before January, I think it's like 5th or 4th when the new Congress gets sworn in, because it looks like she's going to lose her speakership. I mean, I, I don't... Unless, of course, there's a rapture. <laughs> I mean, if there's a rapture, <laughs> all bets are off at that point. Yeah, it's going to be a exactly. free-for-all. So anybody yeah. could become president after that. But but let's just say the rapture does not occur for some strange reason. Uh, the only way she can become president is if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are out of office. I mean, but she's not, she is third in line. So uh, it's just two in front of her, and, she, and, and one of them is – is old, really old. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It, and although she's older than him, which is yeah. really hard to believe, but it's true. And then you got <laughs> the cackler, 
and and and, and nobody likes the cackler. I mean, the cackler is is, is nobody likes the cackler. Nah. Nobody likes the cackler. Nah. So mm -hmm. if the cackler gets in somehow, they might try to get the cackler out right away because I'm sure that I mean seriously, Bob, could you imagine if the president was the cackler, and then the cackler was the incumbent going into 2024? How confident would they feel in that? I mean, I would think yeah. they would feel very confident in that at all, that they'd actually want to get her out before, well before that. So, right. I mean, so Pelosi is probably, this is probably the best chance that Pelosi has to become president between now and January in her whole career. We'll I don't think, go ahead. Uh, I don't think Pelosi is left enough for them, though. You see, I've seen I've seen yeah. some people lay it out where basically it's going to go from um, it's going to go from Joe to Kamala to Pelosi to um, Michelle Obama. Then Michelle Obama will step down, Hillary take over. But that I could see that happening or something like that. But Hillary eventually ends up in the driver's seat. But I've heard though, there's one guy I can't remember his name. Um, this guy, he uh, predicted Trump's presidency when everybody else said it wasn't going to happen. And he predicted the last seven presidents. And basically, he says, he's saying now that uh, AOC will be president. <laughs> and if that's the case, you know, like you said, Kevin, during the tribulation, no, why not? <laughs> I mean, she <laughs> does turn 35 in October of 2024. Yeah. So she is absolutely eligible to run for president yeah. in, tw in 2024. Oh, boy, that, <laughs> that would be God. I mean, just for that, Lord, please take us. <laughs> <take> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be entertaining, but we can watch that from the mezzanine. I mean, we don't need to be here for that. Yeah. That's a, you see her, she like fake handcuffed herself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, yeah, then she puts the fist up and she's oh, like, Oh, wait a minute, I'm handcuffed. It just, yeah, that's uh, uh, when did we ever see any chaotic thing like this ever happen in the history of this nation? I have so During, much confidence in our Congress, yeah. Bob. I am, I am just so, up to here with the Congress. With confidence. so, up what does that here. mean, guys? <laughs> what do you think? Another seven years? No, no. No yeah, way. Four no. more years, AOC. No, <laughs> no way. There's no, no way. No. We're done. No, You're yeah, done. Is, Stick man. a fork in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if AOC becomes one of the ten kings, no wonder this world's in big trouble. I mean, yeah. He's uh, like, yeah. when do I get paid? Why aren't you paying for my housing? Where do I work? You're on, am I in the wrong building? Huh? She takes a crazy yeah. rug shot and. Oh man. It's, it's it's pretty wild the times we live in but just <laughs> remember everyone and this is interesting talking about love being a restrainer we know who holds back and has been restraining this entire time and we're waiting for that restrainer right to be removed out of the way and i think it's really amazing because it shows the long suffering and the grace of God, especially when you have AOC out there. <laughs> Real long suffering and the uh -huh. grace of God. And <laughs> Real long actually suffering. amazing because we have this element of fear and most people are like, you know, 
fear is not necessarily a bad thing because this fear, right, in Proverbs 9, 10, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And the knowledge of the Holy mm, One is Different type of fear, yeah. So mm. you have a fear, right, that draws you to an end game. And there's a difference, though, because we have 1 John four eighteen, It talks about there is no fear in love, but perfect fear casts out or a perfect love cast out on fear, right? Because fear involves torment. So torment is of the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. So we have this tormenting fear, and it's really the inability to see the expected outcome, right? The judgment, right, that's coming. But the fear of the Lord, it's so special from what the Lord was sharing with me because it drives you to the solution, which is Jesus Christ. So although we have these scary events that are going around and everyone cannot see the the end, right? Even in, in the carnal mindset and those who have chose at this time not to have a love of the truth and believe in the Lord, we can just pray that the fear is really a grace and a sense of God that's pushing them into a direction. You know, it's helping nudge them along, along that journey to choose him, to choose Amen. life, you know, choose this day whom you're going to serve. You know, it really comes down to that. And it's like, wow, God, you're so awesome. You know, it's so beautiful to see how he just takes care of us and how even fear can be used as a type of grace to get us to the Lord, to, to come to his saving grace through Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Amen. You want to do questions, Greg? Yeah, let's bring up some questions. Let me get to this one here. Let's get to the top. All right. I haven't looked, I haven't looked at Chester's yet, so I'll chime in. All right. Let's. You want to do Chester's first, and we'll get to the next. We'll get to this whole batch. Yeah. Yeah. Let's open. It says there. Is there a? Will there be a 2022 elections? Will Will the Democrats win and continue moving forward? Um. You know what? They have a bill that came out. What's called the uh, 43 uh, Bill 4350. You guys hear about this thing? Uh, basically, this bill will able the Democrats to enact martial law. If they oh, feel for some reason they need it. So basically, yeah. if the economy doesn't go their way or the election doesn't go their way, they can enact martial law. And they see the election is not going to go in their way, they can start martial law and stop the elections. Hmm. Okay. What, they what, what they name it for, for, for the People's Safety Act or something like that? Yeah, they're probably hiding It's probably the exact opposite of actually what it does. So basically, yeah, I could see uh, when what we talked about before, a lot of the Democrats haven't paid their election dues yet, like AOC and the and the, the squad, you know, and they I think they believe that there will, will not be an election, okay. And if that's a semi tribulation, I will not be surprised in the least bit that there will be no elections this fall, okay. Mm. Now it says there, well, he says there another one will nuclear radiation cause the earth get so hot that it will sink Florida underwater during the first three and a half years in the tribulation? Well, I believe a nuclear war is at hand. And I'm not exactly sure how that's all going to play out. Uh, somebody mentioned to me that uh, if they nuke this entire entire country, they wouldn't be able to come in here for a while and do what they want to do. Maybe they're not going to nuke everywhere. Maybe just the major cities. Okay, you take out the cities, then you can come. You take out the cities. Basically, I talked about before that that will cause everybody to start. You know, they'll shut down our grid, shut down everything. And basically, the math is 90 days, about 90% of America, Americans would be dead at that point. Yeah. Okay, so 
that aligns itself with the uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse mm-hmm. tribulation. Okay, and we talked about where China and Russia and Iran are doing nuclear war, um, not nuclear war, but just doing war games in Venezuela, starting in about a week or two now. Okay, and they did, and they're doing it specifically to show America that we are going to take you down. Okay, and we don't have the administration that we need to stop them. We don't. Okay, no, we don't. Oh. <laughs> and see, so here he says, uh, "Can the monkeypox be another pandemic?" As declared by the World Health Organization, and yes, it could. Um, you know what I'm having a problem with right now is it's a sexually transmitted disease. So yeah. how is it transmitting to people without you know? How is right. that happening? You know, you know how's that? I don't know why they chose this one. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, it is. That, it just doesn't seem like it's going to spread like COVID, any like nowhere near it. I mean, so I, I don't. I just I don't see it becoming another maybe COVID. It, hmm. Maybe it has its sodomy or sodom, <laughs> its sodom type. I see it, uh, yeah, no, I see. I see it being doled out as one of the pestilences of the um, of uh, the beginning of sorrows for sure. Yeah. I think it's interesting too that it's monkeypox and just the way the, the global elite see people. You know, it just seems fitting that they would use something like that. It just reminds me of a, I think it's a space odyssey with a big monolith and you had all the chimpanzees jumping around it just makes me that think makes that's how they just basically see it. it's just a bunch of uh, useless eaters. i mean their doctrine of evolution has this coming from apes anyways so it's like ridiculous that's the way the Good point the fallen yeah. angels look at us that way it doesn't want just right? a bunch of monkeys yep okay they're, they they believe that they that they, we're we are beneath them mm-hmm. okay well before you get saved you know that all changes after you get saved you know he, uh, uh, Chester says, can the mark of the beast happen in America during the tribulation? I don't think so. Um, if we are opening up with a nuclear war, we won't have uh, an infrastructure left to to um, run something like that here. I don't think there won't be an infrastructure left. I don't think that's going to be, be here for us. And the other thing, too, is like Kevin and I talked about, that happens mid-trib. Mm-hmm. At the abomination desolation, where the image speaks and calls us all, both great, you know, small, great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark of the right hand, forehead, you know. So that image has to speak and declare the mark of the beast, right. whatever that's going to be, and that happens halfway through the tribulation period, at okay. the least. Yeah. So there won't be any mark of the beast here, but there will be things that are like it. That you won't lose your salvation on, but they will run the whole. If you don't take this, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe that can happen. But if you take it, you won't lose your salvation because it's not the mark of the beast. It will have all the call signs, but until it's the mark of the beast declared from that image, it won't be the mark of the beast. And I know some people are going to argue with me about that. Well, there's no worship. There's no beast. There's no worship. Yeah. So it's hard, yeah. it's hard to have a mark of the beast when you don't worship yeah. the beast. And another thing that's really critical as far as some people who want to bring the mark into today, we got to remember we're sealed already with, with Jesus's blood and the spirit, you know, so the, right. the very notion mm-hmm. that you can take another seal over God, like 
what you know beginning of sorrows precursors to bad things to come people always try to like go forward they always try to push things forward and say oh this is just as bad as it's gonna get no it's gonna get worse yeah. Make much worse much worse and they, they can't imagine it so that they place themselves in that a lot of those people who believe that also believe they're going to go through the tribulation so yeah. i mean you know what, what are you going to do about what that? are you going to do yeah but don't forget about you know, romans 8 38 through 39 of course you know he says paul says i'm persuaded absolutely convinced basically that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So even Apostle Paul is talking about these angels and principalities, these powers, or any other creature. So they will not be able to separate us from that. They will not. Yep. Mm -hmm. Paul says many that, times, it's not what goes goes into your body that, that makes any, any darn difference whatsoever. So, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So you have, uh, I have a question here from Colleen. Colleen says, do I understand correctly that only the dead and alive in Christ will go up in the rapture? So all those that died before the church age or age of grace won't be resurrected until the end. That's absolutely correct. This is only the body of Christ that gets raptured and resurrected. Because remember when Jesus came to, uh, what was her name, uh, Martha? When Lazarus died, she said that he will be resurrected in the end on the last day. Okay, mm -hmm. he's a Jew. Okay, he's saved by the kingdom gospel that was being implemented at that point. Okay, so yes, they have a, they have a resurrection for all the, those who are saved in the kingdom gospel, whether they are Jews or Gentiles who are proselytes. Okay, but those who receive Paul's gospel, who got saved and sealed by hearing the words of Paul's gospel received from Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ, okay, that's a totally different dynamic that we've been talking about this entire time, about being sealed until the day of redemption, mm -hmm. about having the operation of God inside of us, talked about in Colossians 2.12, okay, or Galatians 3.27, 28, where that the power is within you, changes you from the inside out, mm -hmm. okay, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, there has to be people who are here on the earth that will be resurrected at the end. So, basically, you're going to have a lot of people coming up out of the ground and a lot coming down from the sky all at the same time. Mm. So, mm. Yes. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to behold. Yep. Amen. It's going to be an amazing day. Let's see what other one do we have here. Rapture may happen in 2024. Oh, 2024. But I believe that it will be in 2024. Yeah, right. <clears throat> what rapture do we think? 2024. I don't see how it could rapture. I don't see. Oh, how but it he believes that it's going to happen in 2026. Mm -hmm. That would be pre-wrath. You would have to believe in pre-wrath at that point because mm -hmm. that would be around. Right before the, the wrath of God begins, right before the midpoint of the tribulation. Or so have, three years before the next meeting. Mm -hmm. But once again, guys, here's a problem. It doesn't align with what the Bible talks about with the uh, when the Revelation 14 angel begins preaching the uh, kingdom gospel. We're right. going to be fighting with the Revelation 14 angel saying that he's wrong. 
because he's preaching a different gospel that we're saved by. And we're commanded to do it because our Apostle Paul told us to refuse any angel from heaven that preached a different gospel that would they, he has preached to us. So that. what do you do with that? So that's why I believe, just from that common sense, we are gone before the tribulation begins. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Everlasting gospel would, would be the talking about the everlasting covenant covenant that he has mm-hmm. with Israel. That it makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Everlasting gospel, the good news of the everlasting covenant between him and, and Israel. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. Just put that stuff together. Make it very yeah. simple, right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Plus on plus on top of that too, you have all when we when we're raptured. In Revelation 5, 9, where are we at, Kevin? Standing before the throne. We're yeah, looking we straight forward, and we're looking at a throne at 180 degrees. Okay? But those who are dying during the tribulation, where do they go? Under, the, Under altar. the altar. They're looking up. Calling okay. out for vengeance. Calling out for vengeance. Yeah. You know, am yeah. I going to be calling yeah. out for vengeance? Hopefully not. The Bible <laughs> says, you know, our, our narrative is going to be, you have redeemed us from the earth. Yeah. Okay, you have redeemed us. And what does Jesus say? Look up for your redemption draws nigh. Mm, and our conversation is in heaven. Yes. Right. right. So, yeah, so that's why the rapture resurrection is pre-tribulation all the way. And you've got people that are resurrected already, and you've got people that are resurrected at the end of the seven years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so there's different groups of resurrection. Mm-hmm. There's different times of, of resurrection. And it says, like, that's the first resurrection. And actually, after a thousand years, there are people that are going to be in that first resurrection as well, even then. So the first resurrection is, is over time. It says, blessed are those who are in the first and not in the second, because the second is the one to death. That mm-hmm. That's the key, is that no matter what's, what side of uh, that, that you're on, if you're on the tribulation saint side and you're going to be a tribulation saint, or if you're before the rapture, or if you're in the millennium, if you're a believer in Christ, you are going to be part of the first resurrection which ultimately leads to everybody at that point who's, who's in that group. When, when the heavens and earth pass away and there's a new heaven and a new earth, those people, you're, you're eternal at that point. You're no, there's no mortality anymore. So everybody's, everybody's ultimately resurrected to either life or to death, just like the Bible says. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing how, how logical the Bible actually is. And when you look yeah. at it, it's like there's no contradiction there. The contradictory parts is where you hear doctrines of men and you try to fit that in with the Bible. That's when you start getting confused and going, hold on a second here. But if you read the word plainly, then and and, and most of the time very literally, you're gonna be able to come up with a you know with the answer yourself to a lot of these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Through the Holy Spirit, of course. I mean, because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, forget it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean really literally because you're just you're going to go in there, you're going to read it, and you're just not going to understand it. Right. You need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven. Okay. You need the Holy Spirit to get saved. You need the Holy Spirit to stay out of hell. You need the Holy Spirit to stay out of the lake of fire. Okay. Real Sounds very important, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This person is asking me about the Day of Atonement. What do you think in regards mm-hmm. to Jesus fulfilling it? He will fulfill it. Mm-hmm. I believe he's going to fulfill it when he returns, his second coming. Yeah, I like that. He will refill, He will fulfill it. He will. He will fulfill it as he physically walks the earth, just like he did the last four. Okay, he will fulfill it, except for Pentecost <laughs> when he went up to heaven. Then he sent his. Then he sent his spirit. So that's the only. That, that's one. That, that's one that's in between. 
you know. But he'll come back here to the earth, fulfill trumpets, fulfill uh, atonement, fulfill tabernacles. Okay. I believe that 100%. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the Day of Atonement is a really good day for what people call the second coming, like Jesus actually returning to earth to set up his millennial reign. And then you've got the Feast of Tabernacles, which is just, what, five days after that. Yeah. And uh, the Feast of Tabernacles is God with us. And that's exactly what Jesus is going to be. He's going to be with us um, and with the, the people on the earth for and ruling and reigning for 1,000 years. So mm-hmm. I think that's that, that really kind of sets that up. It's like Day of Atonement, he returns five days to, like, get things in order and in place. And then now you start setting up the tabernacles. I mean, I, sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those days got to be fulfilled. I mean, those feast days yeah. must be fulfilled. And it appears as though they're filled in order. So the next feast day to fill is, is guess what? Feast of Trumpets. Right. And uh, the fact that I think that the me, it's just me thinking, but I think that the uh, judgment of the sheep and goats takes place on the Day of Atonement. Okay, it's Judgment Day. So ah. that could be when they do it. That could be could when be. they do it right there. Absolutely. You have to repent. That's what the Jews walk around, around Atonement and say, repent, repent, repent. Right. Change. Turn from your sin. Judgment yeah. Day is coming. You know, well, so, we also yeah. know that the Feast of Tabernacles is going to be celebrated during the millennial reign as well, because it says those who yeah. do, those those countries who do not come are, are not going to get rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got one here that says, uh, you know, Stephen Hickey has a question. He says, Have you guys watched a Gene Kim video on interplanetary kingdoms will populate endlessly? And if so, what do you think of it if it's true or not? Now, Jesus said that when, when we are resurrected, we'll be like the angels in heaven, not given in marriage. Okay, we neither marry nor given marriage. All right, so I have to say no. <laughs> I don't believe that's going to be the case. But, you know, the Bible does say that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, or entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for those who love him. So is there a, I don't know. Uh, that's a... Uh, I seen that video. I seen it a long time ago. I think I think he taught I think he taught about that a few times, and he really makes a good argument about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do you guys think? To me, it's 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 an interesting subject because um, you know you, we are going to have a new heaven and a new earth, right? And we are going to have um, people. And he did say that Abraham's seed is going to go on forever, but does that mean like immortality or does that mean actual mortals who will live like when they're born, they'll never die at that point. And people actually will continue like to have some type of it's like, it's like, I suppose Adam and Eve before the fall is where they, they, you know, they, they could have had children, I suppose, and lived forever. Um, but that did not happen. So will it happen now at the end? And and will we be able to facilitate them in order to move from Earth to other planets and colonize those? And yeah. I mean, and go on forever and ever and ever. I mean, into a, an infinite universe. I mean, listen, we can't put we. I, there's nothing in the Bible that that's that you can point to and says that is impossible. But then yeah. there's other things that where you can point to and go, it's 
it's possible that that would not happen because of the way that Jesus talks about how heaven is and that we're like the angels and it's not like they're not given in marriage like that. And so at that point, is there procreation? Why would you need to? Uh, I mean, maybe God wants more people. I, you know, you just, I don't think you, we really know the answer, Bob. I, I, I just, I can't, I can't tell you one way is right and one way is wrong. Yeah. But we do have those little ciphers like you were talking, or when you were mentioning Adam, you know, who is like God who declares the end from the beginning. Who knows? Maybe that is, uh, maybe, maybe there's something to that. I mean, we have in Job, remember it talks about how God created the earth, how the, the Bene Elohim, the angels rejoiced, right? Is that a prophecy of us watching the creation, right? Take place again when the new heavens and the new earth is created. Is there some kind of tie-in between those two things, the end from the beginning? I don't know. I guess I mean, that's it's, why. It's, I mean, it's possible that God can restore all those things from, from the beginning. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's possible. I mean, it, all we know is that we we can't imagine it. No, no. <laughs> that we can't no, imagine it. And so we try to speculate on it, Bob, but I don't, we're, we're not, we're not going to know until the perfect comes, right, Craig? I mean, when the perfect right. comes, that's when we'll know. Yeah, so I got a good, right. good question here from Catherine. She it's says, interesting to think about, though. Mm-hmm. She said, do you think that right before the rapture, there will be lightning and earthquake? I say 100%. Mm. I think lightning plays a big role in changes mortal immortality. But do remember, though, when at Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, what happened? The Bible says, and, the, and and behold, the veil of the temple was rent, and from the top and the bottom, and the earth did quake, and mm-hmm. the rocks rent, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Okay, that's in Matthew 27, verse 51, 53. Okay, so there was an earthquake when the people came out of the graves. But now if you go to First uh, Corinthians 15, 52, it says, In the moment, the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, which, by the way, that alone will cause the earth to shake, God's mm-hmm. trumpet. And the dead in Christ, is, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Okay? So when the dead are raised again, do you think that it will shake the earth just like it happened in Matthew 27, 51, 53? Do you think it's going to happen again? Absolutely. You got the earth shaking from the resurrection and the trumpet of God. What do you think? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to shake. And you know what? I totally believe, man, that's going to be, it's going to shake this earth so bad. It's not the sixth seal earthquake. No. But it will shake this earth into uh, absolute, absolute mess. We'll probably shut the power off globally. Take down all the grids, everything, you know, right? And we always see in dreams and visions how the earth always goes in the darkness at the rapture resurrection event. Okay, every single time we leave and we're up in the stratosphere, every every person that has that dream, when we're up in the stratosphere, we always see the earth going in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look at those pictures from, like, the International Space Station, see how, how like, parts of the country are lit up really well? You guys see those pictures? Imagine yep. the whole world just go do, 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 light shutting off everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's another thing too. The Lord just put this in my spirit. This is very interesting. Do you guys notice? You guys ever watch those ghost hunting shows? Right before a supernatural a spirit begins to move or something happens supernaturally, what happens? 
it sucks all the electricity out of the house. Right. It does. It needs yeah. electricity to manifest. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how, but electricity is needed. Devices go haywire. Yeah. yeah. Drains mm-hmm. all the power. Now you're talking about billions of people being resurrected. What do you think is going to happen to all the power? Wow. Sucked mm-hmm. out. Man. Boy, I received that, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, spirit is energy, right? Well, you know, there's going to be an earthquake. Up. I think at the. I'm pretty sure there's an earthquake at the midpoint um, yep. as well. And there's, and we know there's an earthquake when Jesus sets foot on the Mount of Olives. So, um, so why not an earthquake at the rapture as well? Might as well book in yeah. it, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, That's actually there, really interesting. Yeah. And there's other judgments that we, that aren't spoken of. Let's I like this. That too. <laughs> rapture will be like an EMP bomb going off. That's what Pain Cave says. Yeah, Bob, I think you've, you've said that before as well. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. I, it's uh, yeah, I I believe that's going to happen one hundred percent. I say uh, water water take. It says, can the mark of the beast occur before the rapture? No, absolutely no. not. We're seeing we're seeing uh, we're seeing makeshifts of it, preparing the left behind to deal with it, to become accustomed to it when it comes. Mm-hmm. But no, absolutely not. No mark of the beast. Don't worry about it. You know. So, I do not fear the mark. Mm-hmm. And another question here. Can you see that one. question? Yep. yep. We are told that when they begin to say peace and safety to lift up our heads because our redemption draws nigh, hasn't that begun already? Yeah. Yep. Sure has. That's why we're lifting up our heads. Pretty much. Redemption draws Biden. nigh. Even Biden <laughs> said that a bunch of times over there. Yeah, yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's just like a, it's it's a, it's part of their narrative, right? They all mm-hmm. say it. They all have their scripts, and that piece of safety, piece of safety is in their scripts. Yeah, so true. Constantly, two state solution living yeah. side by side, patient safety. I mean, how many times have you heard that 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 sentence? They all read I, from the same script. Yeah. Well, I think it's just them declaring they know what time we're in. They know too what time we're in. They're just as eager for the rapture as we are. But for different reasons. That's yeah. true. I just I thought of that earlier this week too. It's like they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be just as happy as we are. Yeah. I mean, I really do. But they, but then they got a short cycle of of being happy because peace is taken from the earth in that second seal, and that yeah. no no one's gonna be happy at that point. Mm-hmm. And then what happens after that is even worse. So right. I mean, no. But they are going to be happy that we're gone. I can tell yeah. you that they yeah, they want right. us out of here just as much as we want to be out of here. Yeah, exactly. yeah. that is the pe- that's the peaceful divorce that people talk about. Yeah, right? that's, that's the peaceful divorce. <laughs> I like what uh, Nancy says. There, my neighbor just bought just got a fifteen thousand dollar generator to save himself in the next couple of years. Wow. So, Here's the problem with that. I know that's, a generator. Generator. that's a full house generator with a transfer transfer box and all that stuff. Okay. Here's the thing. What's gonna how, how does that natural ga- gas gonna reach that generator if they EMP everything? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't get any natural gas for that generator. And eventually, unless unless it runs on regular gas, all right, you're gonna he's he's gonna what's he have like twenty five he's like, got an EMP barrels. shield most likely for the generator. But the problem is is like yeah. where is his fuel? Where yeah. is it, like is he has he stored up enough fuel for himself for the because he's not gonna get it delivered. He's not gonna be right. able to go out and buy it. I mean mm-hmm. 
And plus, plus, here's the thing, too. You know, I've been learning a lot about these preppers and stuff like that. If you're running a generous, worst thing to do during a time like this, when oh, everything's completely destroyed, nobody has nothing, all of a sudden you're <laughs> Where running you somewhere. That's power. That means there's food there, there's water there, there's supplies mm-hmm. for people. You're basically just yelling at everybody, hey, come to my house. It's like, me and pillage me because I got a generator running. Yeah, It's like a giant no, bug zapper. It's yeah. like you're just gonna draw them all in. I mean, yeah, it is, man. It's like, it's like yeah, hey, come get me. I'm stocked up, and it's yeah. like, you think you're gonna be able to survive with an angry mob? I mean, you know. I mean, they even give like advice, like when you cook, put add your seasonings after you cook, so people can't smell it. Exactly. Uh, stuff like that. I mean, just little <laughs> things like that. Yeah. You know. I'm actually I knew I shouldn't have put that paprika in there before I cooked it. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine that? That's what did me in, man. It was the it was the cinnamon I put in that uh, thing, <laughs> baked cinnamon, and because cinnamon salt. you can smell for miles away, right? Yeah. I These things can fail, and then they and have can... cinnamon fail. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, they, but all of, all of it fails. I mean, this, this stuff can fail fail on them. You know, we sure. need faith. We need faith even during that exactly. that period. Amen. All right. Yeah. Amen. All right. So, what do we have? One more. If we could do one more here. So, um, let's see. I Greg, just had it. Greg's just pushing it. Greg pushing I it. Just had end. it, and I'm okay. Is this is this the one? I found the cure for cancer. Oh well, that's not the one. But let's go with this one. <laughs> when God creates a new earth, will the new earth have a green atmosphere and be bigger than the current earth? All right. Um, I will say yes. Only mm. because of the size of New Jerusalem, fifteen hundred miles square. That's a big city. That's huge. You're going to yeah. need something bigger than Jupiter to yeah. pull that off here. You, that's I mean, otherwise, it's not the size of the United States or two thirds. Isn't it? Yeah. It's like fifteen hundred miles. Cute. Yeah, it's huge. So it's huge. like yeah. also height. <laughs> but if Earth was like the size of. Uh, like you said, of Jupiter, I mean, then it's uh, like a little speck on there, right? I mean, so. Right. But even the size of Jupiter, that's about the size of the red spot. That's still too big. I mean, could you I imagine mean, how many people could live on a planet like Jupiter if it had perfect atmosphere? <laughs> I mean, that thing's gigantic. You're talking about literally quadrillions to quintillions of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah as a, as, Living as, side as by incredible. side in peace and security. <laughs> Can you see it? Wow. Yeah, I can see it. It's a two-state solution for the future. That's where people question, why, Lord, why didn't you put us on that planet? Oh, well. <laughs> now I don't know why. I don't know why it would have a green atmosphere. I'm just a green know, atmosphere. The only planet with a green atmosphere in our solar system is about you know 320, de- 320 degrees in the shade, <laughs> which is Venus. Right. So I don't think I want a green atmosphere. Yeah, that doesn't sound a green atmosphere. I don't know about that one. Uh, pollution? I'm thinking pollution. A green atmosphere? Hmm. You know, the funny thing is, like, if 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 everybody's on the planet and nobody needs oxygen to breathe, then it doesn't have to have oxygen. I don't know. Who knows what it's going to be like? I mean, it could be. I doubt that. You know what? It's probably going to just be, like, beautifully white because because we don't need the sun anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um because because God's going to be with us, so maybe it's just going to be just brilliance. I don't know, but green? Uh, I don't know. That, yeah. that seems a little too Green New Deal for me. We we see you like green though, uh, mm-hmm. because of your yeah. What was who's that? Jim Carrey. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that the, that's, that's the, the uh, Joker, right? The Riddler? No, Riddler, not Joker. Sorry, that's Riddler. the Riddler. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. 
He's know you're going, man. Come on. Yeah. Riddle, riddle me this, Greg. I live on a rock. Yeah, riddle me this. <laughs> let's li- let's leave it with this one. Is the church age almost over? Yes. I think we got all yes. in unison. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. And thank you, Definitely. Lord. We I mean, look how dark's getting around this nation right now and around this world. Look at how they dismantled this whole nation from being any type of power over the last two to three years. I mean, look what they've done to us on an international stage, on a domestic stage. The United States has been, I I totally believe it's a manifestation of the hand of restraint because we've been restraining World War III from taking place. And when Trump came in, they definitely hated that because they wanted World War III and Trump would not start any war or anything. Okay, but now... But now, <laughs> here we are. And I think uh, when the United States goes down, that's the barometer for when the age of grace comes to an end. Okay, so because yeah. Israel is the gauge for the end times to start. They're getting revved up over there. They're, they're getting ready to start. And we are just winding down, aren't we? We're just winding down here. We're to the point where we're no longer really effective anymore. You know, going to be wiped out, which... What I think. So that's my answer. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing but crickets left. What someone says. Yeah, uh, Greg. I know you said this was the last question, but there's a, there's a person but. on here named Saint. But 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 God says no. But but <laughs> but there is, but there is a person, um, Saint. He's had a question. Mm. <laughs> this is my last video. He just said this right now. He's had a question for like two weeks and. I think he's getting a little impatient. Do, okay. do you did you star a question from Saint? Let's see. I don't see a question from Saint. Let's see here. She. Sorry. She. Pronouns are she and her. She, she and her. They, oh, they this is them. the one I was talking about before I couldn't find it. Thank you. Here we are. This was the one I was looking for. Perfect. I, I didn't see it. I'm sorry um, I said he, uh, it's she, but um, it's she, 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 she's a her. Uh, and so this is the question. Just one question. That's all she has. Bob, what is the scroll Jesus opens? Is it God's book of life or the deed to the earth or something else? Hmm. Well, it's not the Lamb's book of life. Correct. Okay, it's not that. It's uh, it's basically it's 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 the uh, I had his way of explaining it. I don't know if you want to take a stab at it first, but it's basically the testator and the the testator the will the will of the testator, where Jesus basically wrote his own will. He died, came back to life, and now he's the beneficiary of his own will. Pretty mm-hmm. much is what it is, and yeah. he's the and he's the only one because he did that since he did the will, he put the seals on her, which means. Only he can open up that will. So he wrote the will himself, died, came back. Now he opens up that will. But only the testator can open up, or the beneficiary can open up that will. Okay. So he wrote the will, died, resurrected. Now he's the beneficiary of the will, and only the beneficiary can open up that will. That's why he's the only one the Bible says, is there anybody on earth, in heaven, on the earth, earth below, that can break these seals it's like only the person that wrote that will could break those seals. So who wrote mm-hmm. the will? You Jesus did. wrote the will. Okay, great. Yeah. Come over here and open it. You know, exactly. that's basically what's going on there. 
He yeah. breaks huh. that will. Now, that will is for that, that. That will is for the earth. The earth is his inheritance. That's what he's going to receive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the earth going to be demoed and prepared for his arrival. Yeah. And by by opening up those seals, it gets everything. It gets the demolition moving. Yeah. And then he opens the six seals, and it, get, it gets the earth prepared. And then the seventh seal opens. It opens up, and what's in there on the will? Seven trumpet judgments is written in the will. Seven trumpets, okay. And the seven trump, the first, the first six trumpets deals with you know reconstructing the earth. But the seventh trumpet is a declaration when he gets when he receives the earth. It's a transition into the millennial reign. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Kevin. This is will. This is his will from the Father to him for the earth. Mm. Yeah. And I think to to elaborate on it and to get more specific on perhaps even a scripture verse for it, I would recommend going to Zechariah chapter five, one through four, because there is something that is spoken of as the flying roll or scroll in Zechariah. And it's specifically addressing the judgments at that point. Um, If you go to Zechariah five, one, then I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold, behold the flying roll or scroll. And mm-hmm. he said unto me, what seest thou? And I answered, I see a flying scroll. The length thereof is 20 cubits and the breadth thereof 10 cubits. And he said unto me, this is the curse that goes out forth over the face of the whole earth for everyone that steals shall be cut off as on this side, according to it. And everyone that swears by it shall be cut off as on that side, according to it. All right, it will bring forth, said the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief and into the house of him that swear falsely by my name, and it shall remain in the midst of his house and shall consume it with the timber thereof and stones thereof. Uh, right. I, I would go look into that area of scripture, Zechariah, specifically Zechariah chapter 5, because I believe this can be cross-referenced with the end times, specifically dealing, dealing with the scroll, because when he opens the scroll, it's about his judgment. So, um, you know, it could may not be exactly succinct with, when I, you know, cross-reference, but something to look into and to study on. Well, All right. it's a big scroll, too, when you think, like, one cubit, is, is the length of this. I mean, it's a foot and a half. So, I mean, it's 30 feet by 20 feet. <laughs> it's right. a big scroll. Another thing, too, is uh, in Revelation chapter 5, 9, you know, back then when you open up a will, when you break the seals, when the beneficiary breaks the seals, you know what has to be in the presence of the beneficiary? Witnesses. Uh, okay. And who are the witnesses standing before Christ while he opens up yeah. his will? That's us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The body of Christ. Yeah. Who's one with him. So that's ah, what, to make what sense a performance now. that's going to be, Bob. I mean, that's going to be a lot. So I that mean, has man. to happen. And that has to happen. Be, and that those those seven seals starts and regulates the seven-year tribulation. So Maybe. we have to be up in heaven, standing mm-hmm. before Christ. When he starts breaking, so all of us need to be in place to mm-hmm. make the thing work before he breaks those seals and all those things begin to manifest on the earth. Mm. Yeah. Once again, pre-tribulation rapture. 30 feet by 15 feet is, is a gigantic scroll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, 30 feet long is like longer. I mean, that is 10 yards. 
a god sized scroll. That's a god sized <laughs> scroll. <laughs> you know? takes, yeah. It takes a god that takes yeah. a god to open that. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, period. Yeah. So when you think yeah, of that man. scrolls like that, how big are the seals on it? I mean like dinner <laughs> plates. That's probably like God's <laughs> like, who's gonna open these things? I can't yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing and God. The, we and, worship. And the Amen. fact that the Bible says that he says, is there any anybody in heaven on the earth or the earth below? That goes to show you that is there any person in heaven walking the earth or in the belly of the earth in Abraham's bosom that could break these seals? That goes to show you that these people are waiting. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The saints that are waiting in the belly of the earth to be resurrected at the end of the tribulation. They're waiting in the belly of the earth still. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says. Anybody on earth, in heaven on earth or the earth below that can open these seals, and there was nobody but the the Lamb that was slain, Jesus Christ. Right. So once again, I, I had to throw that back. That, that that just came to me. Yeah, but you it all know. came together. It all comes yeah. together, doesn't it, Bob? Even what you mm. just explained, and even Zechariah, the prophecy of the end times. I mean, amazing. Great all right, show today. great. Show. Yeah, amazing. All right, uh, everyone. If quickest it, two hours. Lord's will, YouTube, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> quickest two hours. Uh, if it be the Lord's will, we will be back next week. And uh, let's just lift up Robert Hagen. He uh, has just come out of knee surgery, and uh, that's one of the reasons he couldn't make it tonight. So uh, please lift him up in your prayers um, for a quick recovery. And uh, we'll be back. God bless. God bless Thanks, guys. everyone. God bless.